are you guys, is everybody ready? Mm. Yes. Are we recording on here? Yes, we Backup are. Backup recording going? I mean, sound speed, sound speed, and... I, I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her head Good afternoon, Meet Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and other things. Uh, this is episode number 256. Wow. We've are, now we've done as many episodes as the number of colors available in the GIF format. Oh, mm. I remember that. And then it went to, like, more colors and, like, highest or whatever. And it went, like, six. Well, right, but only in, in animated GIFs you can still only do the 256. But, yeah, that, was, that used to be a limit. You had to choose... How many colors do I want? The maximum or less than the maximum? Who's clicking that button? Speaking of things that were limited by the time in which they were created, this week we're talking about the 1996 film Vibrations, which you might not have heard about because as far as I can tell, the internet hasn't even heard about it. Yeah. This is a, this is a good find. There, there are a few scattered references here and there. Uh, you may know it as Cyberstorm. Although you more likely do not. <laughs> more likely you've never heard of it. IMDb you does know not it know it as that. I didn't know it was from 1996. Somehow that feels really like the most shocking thing. What, really? What, what year did you think it was? I thought it was so 96. I thought it was earlier. <laughs> There's a lot of context. Don't worry, I'll fill everyone in. Well, okay. so, so tell us how you guys came across it and why you selected it for us. I think I initially... The internet has heard of it because I think I initially found it uh, through a supercut by Everything is Terrible. Uh, they did like a three-minute version, and it was one of those rare cases where I watched that supercut and thought, "There's more. There's more to this. I need yeah. all of it." And more surprisingly, I was right. Yeah. The I, I just said the internet hasn't heard of it because Wikipedia's page for it is this is a movie from 1996, and then a big warning: this article is a stub. Please add to it. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's one sentence. I think oh. you're right. We could have noticed that it was not. We should enough. edit that after this episode. It's all ours. Yeah. Is stub rave slang for something? <laughs> for being perfect. Yeah. Are uh, you stubbed? <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep, where you can get a free audiobook just for signing up for a free trial and you can support our show. But if you have a different movie or a book that you're stubbed about, you can sponsor it. You can go to read-weep.com, sign up for the mailing list, and when we have more sponsorships available in a couple weeks, you can pick that stubby movie, and we will watch it. It'll be great. I'm excited about it. Do that now. Sign up right now, read-weep.com. Let me introduce your panel. I'm Alex underscore Falcone on Twitter, and uh, we are re- all recording live in our Brooklyn studio today. Woohoo! Yeah, that yes. proves that we're live because you said woo. Yeah. <laughs> you might notice the room tone is different. You might not. Uh, but that's what's happening. We're all in the same room. We're hanging around out around a table, which we don't do nearly often enough. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna. I'll do this uh, across the way from me. No, let's go clockwise. We'll wow. go clockwise uh, to my radio left. In our Brooklyn studio, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Please welcome back Tanya Davis. No drugs, no booze, and if you're not back in five minutes, I'm coming in after you. <laughs> <laughs> Does, when did that change in raver culture to yes drugs, yes booze, and like, you can stay as long as you want? I think raver culture is always sort of tacitly yes drugs, 
Oh, well, see, no, oh. I, I, I sort of, I think I identified the, like, or maybe I just knew about the straight edge ravers when I was in high school. Yeah. Oh, I can't turn my head. Yeah, talking to the microphone would be great. You, we can, because I'm going to do a little editing later, you can stop and say, and you don't have to just do this motion. <laughs> <laughs> Tunneled up, boom. <laughs> uh, I can't turn my head. So you knew about straight edge raver, raver culture. Yeah, but I'm not sure if that just was the people I knew who were kind of trying to go to raves when I was in high school. I've only been to one rave, and it was on accident, and there were uh, a lot of drunk people. I think and you a lot mean ecstasy. Is that not a drug? You said on accident. No. <laughs> Zing. Uh, yeah, you're right. I was on ecstasy. I thought you were going to say, like, the druggiest thing ever, which would have been, like, everything is a drug except ecstasy. <laughs> that, would have, that would be the most ecstasy That's from thing uh, the Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> I'd watch that. Uh, it's it's the, not a booming bass. It's just a booming machine gun, but with the right rhythm. Right? I feel like there's a rave in one of the later Matrix movies. Oh, yeah. I think maybe in the second one. I think the second or third one, there's like a weird like, sex like a rave. tribal sex rave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. But it's the Matrix, so is it really dirty? No. Yeah. I didn't like see it. Unwashed, the yeah. people of Zion. Yeah. I would imagine. The people of Zion. Also so, joining us. I didn't name their town. <laughs> no, I Their weird cave town. I <laughs> wasn't ready for them to be literally dirty. That was the part that was a surprise. Uh, sitting to his left and directly across from me, if you're looking at your radio dial right now. Uh, we used to do this on the radio show where we talked about the sitting radio dial. to his left? To her left is and straight across from me. Just in case you're picturing this table. So, so Don't worry, we'll do a diagram of the put, recording setup so, so everybody can see. So put your iPhone on your table. I'm bottom right. Tanya's bottom left. And Chris is sitting like, uh, what is Who's that? Who's bottom? <laughs> <laughs> a phone has like, so like the home button. I'm to the right of the home button. Tiny's the left of the home button. Chris is the uh, uh, what the uh, silent switch. Isn't that a? Isn't there a silent switch over there? Sure. Are you uh, gonna do this again for Windows Phone? Because I feel like. <laughs> For our, for our one listener. For our one listener. In case Steve is listening on his phone today. Congrats, Windows Phone user. I'm glad you found the podcasting feature. Uh, from the Zune Marketplace? Is that a holdover? It, yeah. It used, to be. it used to be. Anyway, so sitting at the uh, maybe volume dials, uh, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. And this is this is his place. Hey, hey, Chris. Hey, Alex. Hold on to your CRTs. We're going for a ride. <laughs> that is... That was, oh, those are both great favorite lines. I don't know if you guys... If there's much left, we're digging down pretty I fast. Know. There's, there's some great CRT monitors. In there. Hold and on to your I don't know if you guys uh, piece this together, but your last episode was TMNT, yeah. uh-huh. where you talked about CRTs. That's right. You're just on a CRT kick. CRTs and now cyberspace. Yeah. yeah. Information superhighway. And Paige Turco, who I wasn't sure who she was. She's in Vibrations. Looked her up. She's the actress who took over the role of April O'Neil. Yes, in oh. Turtles in 2 and two 3. And three. She's April Part 2. Yeah. yeah. April so you're on a page turkey of views in a way, are, too. This is a dense tapestry, you guys. It's <laughs> a lot happening. Yeah, when he said, I don't know if you caught this, your last episode was TMNT. Like, I, was, I thought you were just trying to trick me with what our last episode was. Because I, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that was last week. <laughs> but it went deeper. Also joining us, so she's at the headphone jack. Uh, uh, no. no? 
Not Where's anymore. The, oh, they moved to oh, the bottom? Oh, which iPhone are you describing, Alex? <laughs> Keep your shit together. You <laughs> convoluted motherfucker. <laughs> Somebody did comment the other day that they wanted both uh, Tanya and Ezra to be on the show at the same time, but the, the one thing... Like, Why? They, they love you and They're they love Ezra. Like, yeah. when you're here, they miss Ezra, and when Ezra's here, they miss they miss you. Yeah, uh, well, but they were like, but But they added, but the intros already take forever, so let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> From the podcast Bonnie and Mod at Bonnie and Mod on Twitter. Please welcome back, Ksenia. Cyberspace, I'd rather explore the space in my brain and my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you mean your breast? <laughs> you're right. Are you just pointing at your breast? That's, that, that's Chris being the horny character, mm-hmm. who was the... Uh, you could tell him apart from the other characters because he was hornier. Yeah. That's how you could he, know. And he got laid a lot. He yeah. didn't. He deserved it. <laughs> he needed it. And then, uh, so Chris, what button is here? No button. Oh, okay. It's in a the blank car. spot on your phone, ladies and gentlemen. It's the worst idea, but we're turning into the skid. <laughs> uh, please welcome back. Also, uh, oh, I should mention also you guys, of course, are from I Love Bad Movies, ilovebadmovies.com, the zine, and the website where you can uh, acquire the zine. Right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And also founders of the Brooklyn Zine Fest? That's right. Matt Carmen. <laughs> She's heading for her menopause with no interesting schlongs on the horizon. <laughs> That's too bad. Wow. Uh, what a sad way to live. Yeah, what a what no a sad... schlongs to look forward to. Yeah. Oh, What's a, sh- a sunset without a few schlongs yeah. on the horizon? You know, you're stuck with your welding. Yeah, there might be schlongs, but they're not interesting. Yeah, and right, actually, yeah. I think I prefer mine uninteresting. Yeah, a lot of just like run-of-the-mill schlongs. I, yeah, I don't know that you want to be like, but there was a defining feature, and I'll tell you all about it. It was just a humdrum workaday schlong. <laughs> <laughs> Would never have picked that out of a lineup. All across the. Oh, you don't know your home dong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So let's jump in, Chris. I need you to summarize this movie, yeah. which, in a way that, in a thing that even Wikipedia couldn't do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, take that stub and just embroider it. I do think you. We should add the summary of this movie to the stub because we we've gotten so much uh, mileage in 255 episodes out yes. of Wikipedia summaries. Yes. We need to pay this forward, Chris. Please summarize in the style of a truck full of drunk hand stealers. <laughs> Wait, is that what happened? They stole them and used them for some sort of witchcraft? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was basically like True Detective on their end of it, and then it was Vibrations on TJ's end of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, okay, so this movie uh, is called Vibrations, a.k.a. Cyberstorm, uh, and and it focuses on this guy, TJ. And TJ is a young, blonde kid who is an up-and-coming musician. He's in a hot new band. He plays the guitar. He plays the keys. And this band is going places. They have a show in Philly. And they have one guy playing both guitar and keys. They are rocketing yep, to the and front. They have a bass and they have a sax and drums. Because... There's a black guy? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and TJ also has a hot young girlfriend uh, that he, uh, basically, the rest of the band is going to the gig. And he decides to spend a little time to make a little time with the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then he's late for the show. And in a hurry to get to the show, he misses the sign for the detour. He misses the turn, all that. And he gets nearly run off the road by a gang of drunk hillbilly hand stealers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) They're not hand collectors. They don't keep them. They just make sure you don't have them anymore. That's right. That's right. So uh, 
they they stop his car and start beating up his car with like uh, baseball bats and and also large construction equipment that the keys were left in. <laughs> yeah, the, it's like this like pile it's a, driver like it's spike a rubber driver. tire backhoe, but then yeah. they have a, uh, a spike on the end. Yeah, yeah. The jackhammer. A jackhammer. I wondered if it was a yeah. But it also but it wasn't on jackhammer function. No, they just pushed it down. It just was just like a big screwdriver. There's a lot of levers on a rubber tire back. No, he didn't. He was clearly not certified. So yeah. he had to in just, a move that's infinitely helpful on an audio podcast, I keep on making the motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The screwdriver, okay, which is basically down. yeah. So if I'm an iPhone, <laughs> I did appreciate that he put down the stabilizing feet before. Yeah, yes, that was oh, yeah. The car. Like that was very responsible. Well, you know, yeah. You yeah. don't want to tip over when They're, you're trying to cause some mayhem. That's the, just embarrassing. When you throw the arm out, the center of balance is off. He knew. Yeah. You know where yeah. I want these hillbillies to go? To construction I, school? To Gold Rush. Oh, I feel like they the would, I know what I'm doing! <laughs> yeah. I feel like they'd be really useful. They would be. In the frozen north. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so these hillbillies wreck TJ's car and actually crush TJ a little bit, but only his hands. <laughs> Only in the hands, because he wakes up in a hospital entirely fine, but his hands are missing. And his hands would have been fine if he didn't leave them on top of the steering wheel for some reason, while also trying to squeeze under the seat in this most awkward movement. Very very strange effort to get out of the way of a jackhammer from the sky. Not that that's a move you practice a lot, but he he did a bad job. He was like, you know what? Ten and two, always. (laughs) (laughs) Safety first. Yeah, uh, so it's kind of a shocking. I don't know if we're underselling this. It is a little shocking when they take it to that extreme, and the boys themselves are shocked that they also almost murdered it's him. A yeah. Genuinely disturbing scene. Yeah, and yeah. The, the one it, I think everybody in the group is like five of these hillbilly, you know, like redneck violent people. Four of the five are like really surprised that guy went there, and the guy doing it was really glad he finally got a chance to take somebody's hands. <laughs> I don't know that he, they could tell what they had done. Oh, they know what they did. Do you think? But do you think that they knew that they had like taken the hands specifically? Because I, I feel like I the they... car is all mangled and they freak out because he's like screaming in pain or whatever. Yeah. And then don't uh, worry, they just thought they killed him. That's why. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I I like that that was maybe going to evolve into like them. I know what you did last summering. That's what I thought it was going to be. Is I thought they thought like they... I thought they were aware that they had hurt him badly and that yeah. maybe they murdered. Uh, yeah, him. but then that would haunt them forever. Yeah. But also. Yeah bind them for life. You know, just yeah. that, that kind of a Free thing. casual that. Gotta make a pact. Uh, yeah. uh, and they lucked out that it was just a very clean cut at the wrists. Yeah. He was, it was unscathed yeah. besides that. Like, yeah. what about the legs that were right below your hands? <laughs> sure. Or your feet that were right where the... I mean, we've all Those were already fake. Yeah, they were already... He's already working with This is not the first time an accident like this has befallen TJ. Yeah, so TJ wakes up in the hospital with fake hands. Um, that uh, basically prosthetic hands that are put on in stumps that are metal. Um, so they they can bend and hold a position, but they can't bend on their own accord. So like in order to grip a cup, he first has to move his own fingers into a shape that could grip a cup. They're made entirely out of memory foam. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It's like if you ever had a Gumby action figure. They it are, was like, like a, yeah, like a piece of hands. wire inside a like rubbery substance, yeah. and then you could like bend the wire, and yeah. Gumby is like always like bent yeah. over. But the uh, the doctor was like, <laughs> they look just like latex gloves, which made the job of the prop master a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not great, but uh, TJ knows they're not great, and he was a musician. He was a, a keyboardist and guitarist. That was his entire identity. 
and he gets really, really sad that he doesn't have hands anymore, as most of us would. And instead of turning to his support network of his hot girlfriend and his family who try to help him, or what his friends he in the do, band? Chris? Yeah. He we instead... never see the friends in the band again. No, that's no, the band friends. That. Yeah. yeah, that black Don. guy. Yeah. Instead, he <laughs> runs away to New York to become a homeless alcoholic. <laughs> Which is Real a fast. solid plan. Really Real solid fast. plan. And he seems comfortable with it surprisingly fast. Yeah, his curly hair goes straight, and that's how you know that he's disheveled. <laughs> yeah, it's like the <laughs> it's like the whales at SeaWorld when the thing tips over. It's like, this is my sad hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. their dorsal fin yeah, yeah. flops down. Whales have hair? Nope. Yeah, I, the <laughs> dorsal fin. I, like, I'm doing also a lot of pantomime for the audience at home. <laughs> It's like when the dorsal fin tips over. Alex, it's called dorsal collapse, yes. which is super depressing. <laughs> it is depressing, but this guy had it in his hair, which is less depressing. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So he is a homeless alcoholic drinking liquor out of bottles very awkwardly, because again, no hands. <laughs> and he decides to hole up for the night in a warehouse. Little does he know that warehouse at night is the scene of a big rave. Mm. And so Proto rave? Yeah, I'd say safely rave. Oh, okay. Ish. I don't know. There seemed like I don't know, just not what I picture as a rave. It was more of just like a concert. There was no DJ. Like it was a guy playing actual live music, and then also they didn't have very many lights on them, their bodies, and also no one was high. So it seemed like just a concert. People don't have to dress up like Step Up 3D for it to be a rave. Oh, see, I thought would that was, they did. I thought that was the definition. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, no so. one was spinning poi. Like, there's a lot of like the. Yeah. It just seemed like low that, rave. I, mean, I think raves got better. That's all I'm saying. This was just early, not okay, as good this rave. This is like mid-90s. It is what it is. He, <laughs> you know, he wakes up. There's this rave going on. And he is met by Anamika, um, who is Christina Applegate. And she is... Who is also Melissa. Like, from the opening, from her introduction, yes. we learned that she just recently changed her name. Yeah. Like, She's the type of person who changes her name a bunch. and They wanted you know. us to not like her quickly. <laughs> Good point. And I was all about that. Yeah. Uh, Listen, Melissa. <laughs> Anamika. Yeah. Amanda, whatever your name is. Yeah. Uh, she uh, basically takes him in for the night uh, because he... You know, he's there, she kicks him out, and then he saves her from a mugging with his fake hands. He uh, stops a knife, he puts his fake Gumby hand out, and a knife goes through it, and then the muggers are weirded out because they think it's a real hand. I wouldn't call that stopping a knife. It's just accepting the knife into <laughs> yeah. his hand. Yeah, fair enough. He embraces Warmly the knife. inviting the knife to <laughs> into be his, part of him. Yeah. Into his Gumby palm. Yeah, well, he saves her, so she lets him crash uh, for the night. Um, and he does the noble thing and steals a 20 out of her wallet. And she does the noble thing and goes through his wallet and learns his backstory. Oh, that's later. So they're even. Oh, that is well, later? He, that's later. Yeah. yeah. Well, he tries to steal a 20 and he's like, no not good enough at it. <laughs> so she ends up like taking it and like giving it to him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we meet uh, a few of the people that she lives with. There's uh, Simeon, this guy Matt already mentioned, really horny, fast-talking uh, musician-type guy. There's Geek. Whose name is probably Greg. Yeah, it's probably Greg. There's uh, Geek. His real name's Leonard, but he goes by Geek because he's a geek. And there's... Uh, he's running with it. The upstairs landlady whose name I've completely forgotten. I believe she's downstairs and her name is Zima. Oh, I thought it was go <gasps> up to see her. Uh, they were... Simeon is on the top floor. Uh, How do you know this apartment complex so well? They, they talk about it in the movie. <laughs> it's all laid out in words. <laughs> 
they do. <laughs> yeah, but They're, how did you retain that? His, his ditzy uh, previous night's conquest says... D.D. or Mimi or something. Yeah, D.D. or Mimi says, I didn't know if you were going upstairs or downstairs. And Geek says, he's on the top floor. Oh. Like, which uh, is, uh, okay, that's not, a it's pretty not, mild burn. It's not how did, you, how did you deduce the floor plan, it's how did you retain it. We watched this movie like two hours ago. Oh, well, that helps. Oh, and enough. we've also seen it at least several Three times. Three times. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That, well, good answer. Much like your seating chart, we've drawn out <laughs> the map of this apartment building. Yeah. So much more clearly than my seating chart. Wow. Well, schematics aside, uh-huh. TJ gets kicked out and he runs into Anamika again. Um, they sort of have another run. It. He's trying to pay her back with money he begs on the street. And he also, this is in a diner, he runs into her and he's like, here, have the money. And the diner people hate him because he's a, you know, an alky and homeless and smells a lot. Uh-huh. But right as they're kicking him out, there's a fire in the kitchen. There's a like very, a gas leak. A gas leak fire. Gas leak fire in one place. And he stops it by putting his hand on the gas leak. So at this point, we're like 40 minutes into the movie, and uh, there's going to be this exciting thing with robot hands in a second. But at this point, I think the movie is just the story of a guy whose superpower <laughs> is stopping hot things with his hands. Hot things hot or, or sharp. Or sharp. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. He can defend any situation as long as it involves numb hand things. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was just the movie. It was just the superpower of a guy. It's just anything flying in his face, he can deflect. <laughs> He'll pick up the pot without potholders. He's just yes. ready for life. <laughs> he's yeah. a hero. Although he's not taking care of his hands very well. They do say, like, you have to wash them and clean them, and his hands are, like, Oh, right. Well, it's got a stab awful. wound through it, and the other one's got a <laughs> burn mark. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty rough. It's real bad. Um, but, you know, uh, he shows himself to be, like, a well-meaning guy, if nothing else, and he uh, decides that he needs to quit drinking and gets, get his life back together. So he goes back to Anamiko's, and she drives him out um, and lets him crash there while he's drying out. And then they learn that he used to be this musician, and they by get, going through stuff. Yeah, um, and then uh, he gets that doesn't bother to, anybody. I just I don't know. No, of course, wallet security. You're so just, private. <laughs> <laughs> what are you like, keeping your wallet? I mean, just the news story of the one time I was a success ten years ago. That's, yeah. that's all. Your clippings. Yeah, my news clippings. My whole my whole portfolio yeah. is in there. Well, now that he's dried out, uh, the gang decides to introduce uh, TJ to both clean living uh, and techno music mm-hmm. and rave culture. <laughs> And uh, they do this he's all taken of a sudden, with both. and he's taken with both, and he loves it. And uh, they decide that he needs some robot hands to mm-hmm. get back into it, because the problem really is not, you know, any. It's just execution. He doesn't have a way to push the keys on the keyboard. He's got the song in his head and in his heart, and in his heart, yeah. and the breast, and in his breast, <laughs> and in his breast. <laughs> That's right. Possibly also in his loins. Right? <laughs> no? Simeon? No. Well, um, so they go about building him robot hands. In the meantime, he's helping Anamika with marketing for their big rave tour that's coming up. And there's this montage where, like, you know, he's putting he's helping putting up posters, and she's getting him new clothes and a <laughs> and haircut. falling in love. Like, it's yeah. like, you hold the tape, I'll hold the poster. We'll be in love in two minutes. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have a moment where she accidentally stapled through his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, like, both laughed about it. Yeah. And he just leaves the hand there. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, and and it turns out that once you get him, so w- between the metalworking landlady Z, Geek's robot programming capabilities, he like makes circuit boards out of calculator parts and things like that. Uh, they make him these robot hands that's like a player piano, where you can program in the motions, and then you hit play, and they do the little finger thing where they go, you know, 
one, three, two, four, or whatever it is. Right, so, but he still has to do the lateral left and right moves. Yes. They just go which finger is playing. Exactly. Hmm. It's good that that pile driver thing didn't take his elbows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things would have been really complicated. Yeah, or he could just like put it in one finger and then move everything. Just yeah, if he moved his hand instead. faster, it could just be the one finger move. That would yeah. be even more impressive. But the whole point is that he can he gets to wear these robot gloves that he is part machine. You know, and he gets to be part computer, and yeah. that's the whole techno thing. It's like electronic music, and and he winds up um, doing a gig where he wears a robot suit and calls himself Cyberstorm, and it's a full-on exoskeleton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It is a good thing that he was not a classical pianist because this would not fly. Yeah. If he was doing a recital <laughs> on a grand piano and just wearing a full robot suit, that would be great. But it would not. I hope Daft Punk has seen this movie. Oh yeah. Maybe Daft Punk lost their whole bodies in a car accident. Were they, do- were they doing music in 96? Maybe they got inspired. Hmm. Uh, you know? I don't yeah. know. Right? We don't even have the um, internet. So he does this show, and everybody loves it. Everybody loves Cyberstorm, and they want to take him on the tour that Simeon's putting together with uh, the nightclub. Apparently there. there are rave tours, that's a, a thing. A seven-city rave tour. And yeah. also, apparently, they didn't have a full lineup booked yet, so yeah. they could just add a whole other act to a tour right before but they leave. But he was so popular. They made room. They, they had to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And within days people are showing up and doing the robot hand motions at him on stage. Like the, yeah. His his name has followed ahead. He's a phenom. Followed ahead. They've got a pretty I full lineup. Yeah. They've got yeah. they've got uh Utah Saints. Yes. <laughs> uh Sven Voth. Mm. U-96 which oh, I liked their early work. I prefer UB40, but U96 <laughs> sounds more than twice as good. And my favorite Moses on Acid. Moses, Moses on, on Acid. acid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was my favorite too. Uh, I also liked uh, U-235. That was my favorite band. That's the uranium used for nuclear bombs. It's called U-235. Anyway. I like U-571. Oh, that's a good one, too. (laughs) Jump on Jovi's in that one. (laughs) He is in that one. Improbably. Uh, Chris, does it work out for everybody? You know... It does, even though one of the seven towns, as luck would have it, that they tour with this rave tour is TJ's hometown. It's Woodfield, I don't know what state, because it doesn't exist, I looked Woodfield, it up. Woodfield, USA. <laughs> it, it has to be within 50 miles of Philadelphia, because we see him pass that sign at one point. Yeah. But there's no Woodfield, New Jersey, New York, or Pennsylvania, so I don't know where it is. And Woodfield, that sign says population 62,000. Yeah. And that, mm. even a city that small, there's an... There's enough of a rave crowd to oh, pack yeah. and he's the playing Civic Center. The Civic Center, yeah. which the hottest gig in town. <laughs> also, not a warehouse. Wouldn't the rave tour be going to warehouses, not a Civic Theater? Yeah, a Civic Center with like like balloon decorations and like <laughs> potted plants. Like, it looked like the saddest birthday tonight. party was happening in there. Yeah, tonight. <laughs> Intense rave party. Tomorrow, middle school prom. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, like... And Moses on Acid is going to come sh- show up at the prom to get his hat back. Yeah. <laughs> Moses on Acid plus pony rides. <laughs> Next week, Rotarian potluck. So he's at his city. And, yeah, and and he gets to meet up with his dad, who he's never contacted this entire Not once. Time. His dad thinks he's dead. Yeah, his ex-girlfriend. Also thinks he's dead. Also thought he was dead. Is now with somebody else, but they're fine. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Everything winds up working out. Uh, he's he's dating Christina Applegate, and they're continuing to date. Yeah, one thing, major thing, you're leaving out. Well, who was working security at this show, Chris? See, the thing is, <laughs> I don't know if this actually works out, and that's why I wanted to leave this as a hanging question. But um, so, get the security at the Civic Center are the same red redneck 
hand stealers mm-hmm. that stole TJ's hands at the beginning of the movie. Right, and TJ. presumably many sets of hands yeah. since then. And now a big star, TJ has the power and the willpower <laughs> to run a set of shenanigans where he has somebody set up... Um, a, like, a smorgasbord. Yeah, sort of beers and snacks for the security people downstairs. He has the power to order a smorgasbord to appear wherever he wants. Yeah, a, a meat and cheese plate, basically. <laughs> And if that catches on fire, he can also put it out with his hands. Yeah. So. Cyber smorg? Oh. Cyber smorg. So uh, he locks the security down in this room <laughs> Sorry. and puts this very loud speaker in the air vent or next to the air vent for that room. And then during his show, turns on a high frequency noise that's very loud that they hate. And then. No, it's his piano. He just plug- He runs his piano into a super amp, and then that super amp. Don't yeah, you remember the 12-minute scene the... that followed out of his piano and down the wire and over to the board and then along the wire out of that board yeah, and all the way yes. down through the backstage? It was a long... No, it was, but when he hits play, it's not like they're playing his like his audio out through his board. They just play this whining... It's like, like a piercing sound yeah. that's making them deaf. I think it exactly. was yeah. but it's the same music, but it was, it was intensified yeah. to the point that the frequencies just became uh, just okay. harder to it, bear. Well, Fair no, I think it's really importantly interesting that it was coming out of his piano because when he stopped it, when he realized, oh, I've gone too far, he just reaches around the back and pulls the cable out yeah. of his piano. So... The his music, control. his yeah. music. Yeah, he didn't just click the off pedal, which is also great. Yeah, there but, was a big pedal that he had. It had two functions, on and off. Not one switch that could <laughs> do both, Chris, but two different right, ones. Exactly. What happens if on is on and then off is on? Yeah, no, that's we don't weird. Even know. Guys, it was 1996. A lot of stuff was different. <laughs> I guess I, the only reason I wanted to harp on this is because I just think it's amazing that it's like, this music is so popular here, but if you run it through this box, it's the... It's the best torture thing we've ever come up with. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same song. It's the devil's own shockboard screeches. Yeah, it was most of his songs. Uh, so uh, he, at a certain point, things are going so well. The show's great. He realizes he, he's got the love of his dad again. He's got the love of his girlfriend. Things are going well. He turns off the thing. He lets the security guys out into the, to the concert. And then he indicates to his dad, who's a poli- police officer... Those are the guys who took my hands with a lot of wavy motion. <laughs> this is a very complex robotic hand gestures yeah. that were never pre-rehearsed with his father. So no. I don't know how his no, father understands. Not. These are the four men who took my hands, and you should arrest those gentlemen right now. Yeah, try, try already... imagine doing that like uh, charades. Yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, here's your assignment for tonight, listener. Uh, go find someone and try to communicate that these are drunkards who took your hands. Just try to get them to guess that with no words while a rave is happening. That's what yeah. you have while to do. While you're throwing a rave. And, and so, just, just, just put a stopwatch on and tell us how long it took. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so... After, like, ten seconds of motioning, the dad gets it, and then he puts his stern cop hand on one of the guy's shoulders, or two of the guy's shoulders, and leads them outside. And he's like, don't like the music? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he's snappy with them. So you're asking, is this a good ending for that? Like, is it a solid... I mean, because then it's just credits. That's that's the ending. That's it. Well, he he kisses Christina Applegate. Oh, is that the very last thing? Yeah, she jumps up on stage. Oh, that's right. Right, right, during the show, which is also... It's a love story. It is not really... Yeah. But so are you wondering was justice meted out because there's no charge he can hold these four hooligans on. Yeah. The you can't th- press charges on. Well, the, my son did say that you took his hands. So, well, in the great courtroom drama drama uh, Vibrations 2, <laughs> Cyberstorms 3. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. uh, we see it all meted out. I would yeah. love to see a judge trying to decide, to, what, can we take that pantomime into evidence? Also, where was dad's policing effort when this first happened and he met his son in the hospital and was like, he's so what a, happened to your hands, son? He's a like, uniform. Didn't he mention, like, he's, TJ wouldn't tell him. That was oh, one of the things. I forgot. His oh, dad but, only responds to it's noise like complaints. didn't even watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> his dad does only yeah, respond say, to noise complaints. He doesn't, his dad doesn't do, he's not a detective. He's like, he, his only skills are, phone, where is yeah. the noise? What if your child turned up without hands, wouldn't you become a detective? If you were already a police officer, or wouldn't you know a detective you got to pass the you? detective exam. It's not yeah. that easy. <laughs> it's not like, oh, my kid has no and hands, now I know the answer to even 17. With, even with like TJ being like, I won't talk about it. It's not like he drove himself to the hospital. And wouldn't like, you know, it's a town of 62,000? In a car with like a piece of construction equipment, like through the roof. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like they were like he did this to himself and no one knows why. Like yeah. clearly he was attacked. You're so self-destructive. <laughs> Always taking your own hands. Yeah. Always taking your own hands through a car with construction equipment. And Woodfield, so busy. Woodfield is a town of sixty-two thousand people. You've got to know that there's only probably four or five guys who might take somebody's hand. You mean <laughs> like like if you're like. Who are my suspects? Bring in the usual suspects. Yeah, no, exactly. this was the in cold blood of Woodfield. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, the scariest thing is it could have been anyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, 28 minutes of summary. It's time for us to get to our opening compliment. We start and end every show. We still call it starting with a compliment. Uh, it's called the compliment sandwich. Uh, so we'll start. Well, we'll start over here. Matt, you have the right to go first or last. Which do you prefer? I'll go last. Okay, Ksenia, you have the right to go first or second to last. Which do you prefer? Second to last. All right, we're going to start with Tanya. What is your major compliment for Cyberstorm? I just got really excited about the fact that at a certain point in the movie, the script had to read. Interior, comma, rave. <laughs> like, and it just, it felt exactly like how that sounds. Like, it just was the silliest. It just was so silly. All of the raves were so silly. I liked the one in the Civic Center, and I also liked the rave in the warehouse originally in New York. That was where it was. Uh, because they hadn't, it wasn't a big open warehouse. There was a lot of, like, industrial equipment in the yeah. warehouse like it could Someone still could, be active you could mm-hmm. hurt yourself pretty easily because he was hiding in like what looks like a giant washing machine so he breaks into this warehouse during the day it's abandoned and when he gets into the warehouse he's inside mm-hmm. but still crawls inside a cardboard box right he i guess sure he's does. just so conditioned to enter cardboard boxes <laughs> yes. now when he wakes up at night he gets out of the cardboard box and walks about two feet before encountering a rave. Right. Like, next to him. Not not around the corner. He wasn't in a closet. He is behind the rave. Yes. People turned yeah. around, which I'm sure they did. They would see a man sleeping in a cardboard box, and still they dance. And still they dance. <laughs> well, actually, this is going to get to one of, the, one of my mini compliments. I'm going to do two mini compliments to open. One is that I love people who can sleep through stuff. And he slept through a rave. He needed that. He needed his eight hours, rave or not rave. And you just have to learn to block it out. I think it's a great power if you can do that. My other, the other superpower he had, I mentioned earlier, was stopping hot and sharp things with his hands. Yeah. And I really enjoy. I like that a superpower is not giving a shit about part of your body. That as a that as a superpower is really fascinating to me. Like I would love to see if he had just like a, a replacement. He had a, a new hip, and he was yeah. just like always throwing his hip into stuff to save things. <laughs> 
I would love to see if he had just one whole, like, replaced foot, and he was just like, whatever it is, like, he'll throw his foot into the door to stop an elevator. Yep. He'll stop a, 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 a train by putting it on the track. Just, he'll walk I, over broken glass. Oh, yeah, like, if, yeah, it, we need a hero to hop on one leg across broken glass to save this puppy. He'd be like, Mom, I got it. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah. It's great. I live with not carrying superpower. I think it's really awesome. Chris, third compliment, go. Yeah, uh, so the character of TJ appeared to be played by a young Glenn Close. <laughs> and I enjoy that she's getting that work. Uh, he, TJ had a lot of Glenn Close look. He I did, think. he had a little Glenn Close. Shouts um, to you, Albert Nobbs. Yeah, Albert Nobbs as TJ, as Cyberstorm. <laughs> have you not seen Twin Peaks? Uh, I have seen a few episodes. Okay, he's the jock from Twin Peaks. Oh, Okay. He's Laura Palmer's boyfriend. I see. Ex-boyfriend. I don't know. Is it ex if she dies? Yes. <laughs> is that no. an automatic breakup? No. <laughs> is, is there a widow type term? Yeah, yeah. You're 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 wit- friend widowed. You're gro- nope. Uh, you're a boyfriend. Worse than getting friend zoned. <laughs> it's much worse. It's way worse. I would definitely take a friend zone over a friend widow. Uh, okay, uh, so once you've finished communicating to this rave, your second task, listener, is to come up with a term for widowed when it's not married. That's dark. Girlfriend widowed. sad. It's yeah. a sad job. But, but important. And it, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's equally sad that you have to wordlessly inform your parent that those are the men that took your hands. <laughs> that's pretty dark, too. But you've succeeded at that, so you're full of light. So that's you're when you have time to then... think about that term. Uh also, is one of your hands girlfriend widowed? This from your body? There's so much going on here. We need so many new terms Wait, for cyber. Is your hands dating? I, I mean, in a way. <laughs> no, we're not seeing each dating. other. We're not occasionally. Yeah, you just call them up sometimes when you need a little help. You have my longest relationship. We're fooling around. <laughs> I think we're just hooking up, Chris. We're not really dating. We're really exploring the space. <laughs> Uh, that it's Ksenia. It's your turn. What's your major compliment? Uh, well, you guys, uh, you guys briefly mentioned the pervert character Simeon earlier. Yes. Uh, what I <laughs> I didn't call him that. That's aggressive. What is, what? what is his? How is it? He is the utmost pervert. Uh, really? Yes. He only talks about sex. He, Other but... characters say you only talk about sex. <laughs> he, but he also okay. I, he gropes women. He oh, see, like, when, I don't know that he gropes women. This is what I, see, grope? see, this is this is uh, what I want to know. Give me one grope. Well, Example. my compliment <laughs> was going to be is that like, despite being very sex obsessed, okay, maybe not a pervert. No, no, definitely a pervert. Just not a groper. <laughs> yes, pervert. No groper. He so we have. If you're looking at your iPhone, also... the headphones is is of the opinion that he's a pervert, and then it's a gradient down. I'm he at the charging dock. He seems to also be a very good friend and possibly a feminist. Yep. Because yep. when Christina Applegate's character gets harassed mm-hmm. by her boss, I guess, boss yeah. who runs these raves, I'd say he's a pervert. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a power playing pervert. Yeah, yeah. Um, Simeon walks in and he confronts him and absolutely, you know, saves the day and tells him that he should not do that. So uh, Amanika is like, You're, I want my friend to play on this rave. And then he says, sure, if you sleep with me again. And they used to date, which is a very... That's also worse than friend-zoned. He's I been didn't put even into get power the full sense of date. I, I, I think they he wanted to, to date... 
Yeah. No, he, well, it was, she said yeah. not, sex used to be enough for her, but now she wants something more. Oh, wow. I wow. totally missed that. It's like yeah. you didn't even watch the movie <laughs> three times. <laughs> but well, so, yeah, because there's, yeah, there's a point at which she's like, I ended it, or I ended things, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was that we're doing. And he was like, I want to get back together. So there was some sense of like a together that had existed. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. And so yeah. so he went from that to you have to sleep with me to get things. And then, uh, yeah, and then and then the horny guy, who's not really a pervert, came in and stopped it. The, the horny guy who only talks about sex, even when see, other people I, I don't just, want to hear I don't know, it. I feel like perverted. He's the one who says, that's kind of fucked up, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I mean. Is I felt like his, his, uh, his uh, perversion was more playful. And less harmful. Like he was hitting on his landlord in a way that she was like, she was like, oh you. It just seemed like they he knew his the limits there. Exactly. And I think that uh, that was Ksenia's compliment that he is a pervert, but a pervert but with a, a conscience, the, the most with a heart and a, with a heart of gold. pervert character I've seen on film. A, a pervert, pervert with, with a penis, penis of gold. gold? <laughs> he just. We were racing for that one. <laughs> I should just let you have it. Uh, but it's your turn now. So what's your major compliment, Matt? Um, I like this movie for something that it didn't ever intend to be, but it's a time capsule of pre-gentrification Williamsburg. Mm. That's actually where oh. that warehouse is, where oh. he breaks into and where the, the rave takes place. And I believe that's where her building is as yeah, well. It, it does look like the buildings around there. Uh, so were they like in flagrante with gentrification? Was that like they were what? part of... I don't speak Latin. <laughs> <laughs> they were... Was it, so she was... But they were the gentrifying force... I mean, it was a house oh, full they, of white I mean, kids artists making music. And apparently, according to this movie, ravers were, yeah. you know, at the forefront of, of into like a metal worker, to Williamsburg like, yeah. and making those changes, sure. Yeah. But uh, that building is now gone. Um, oh. I looked it up a while ago. I don't remember the exact address, but someone on the internet who heard of this movie oh. uh, actually looked into it, and that building was demolished and is now condos. See, this is a perfect thing to link to in our Wikipedia page, mm. in our Wikipedia stub that we're writing. So what you're saying is that this is singles for Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Did you notice that the inside of her apartment really just looked like the um the set for friends or yeah. Blossom or friends. something? Yeah. That and that like interior design quirk that happened a lot in the nineties where it was like you got kind of an ugly couch there, you wanna throw a big sheet looking blanket on it? <laughs> Yeah, that seem, always seems like it'll work, and it yeah. never does. And it's, it's not enough. Like, no, now you just have like a rumpled sheet-looking blanket <laughs> on your couch. <laughs> it was a huge apartment, though. They so had... big, and the kitchen was so big. Yeah, and they and they cooked. They had a delicious-looking pasta salad. I was kind of impressed with their living situation. <laughs> they were like, for a bunch of like punk kids who just like play music at night and and put up posters. They like they could cook for themselves. Yeah, they're fairly straight edge in that place. And you can tell that they're health conscious because when she offered TJ a tuna sandwich, it was on whole wheat bread. <laughs> and she specifically said it. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, and she put know. some celery sticks and carrots next to it. Yeah. That is like she values her health. But it was all for naught because he just fell asleep in the bathtub with his bottle of night ship. <laughs> yeah. Night ship. Is night ship a real Brand of alcohol because no he drank it, really it constantly. $4? <laughs> it's what he had when he was in the tub. It's yeah. the bottle he smashed against the pavement. It's true, it's and I think it's, I think it's the reason he slept through that rave the first time. I think he was really on the night shift. <laughs> uh, I'm not seeing anything right away on my first search. My guess would be that that would be some bad product placement if it was like the chosen booze of falling asleep in a stranger's tub. <laughs> This is the booze you smash when you finally give up drinking. It's easy to hold if you got no hands. (laughs) 
let's jump into our next game. So here's what I want you guys to do, since you've obviously seen the movie better than us. You guys have obviously seen the movie more We've than seen us. It with better eyes. Yeah, yeah, and more times. Um, so I want, uh, Max and you guys are going to be, we'll just play Clarat, and the uh, explains it all. That doesn't sound great. It's a tough word. <laughs> Chlamydia <worst>. explains it all? <laughs> It explains a lot. Uh, <laughs> if it's a list of symptoms you got. It started with Clarezra, which kind of sounds right, uh, and then it's just devolved. Anyway, uh, so you guys are going to be the Clarissa in this situation. You guys you take turns. You can explain all of it to us, but we're going to ask you some questions of things we didn't quite understand uh, or we thought we disliked, but really we were just confused and we loved, and you're going to explain why. Sound good? Sounds good. This is in, pl- in place of our hate segment today. So... Um, you mean we're not going to play good vibrations? <sighs> A.K.A. Cyber... Nope. Cyber... Nope, okay. Sorry, I shouldn't have tried. Bad vibrations. <laughs> Bad vibrations. <laughs> so, Simeon, who's not a pervert, uh, is hooking up with Mimi or Didi. Um, I feel like we never settled that, but okay, moving on. I, well, it's, she said pervert when she did it, so when I'm talking, we're just going to both add our editorial <laughs> okay. as we go. Uh when uh, so he's he's with Mimi or Didi, and she comes in and kisses him, and then the other one, Mimi or Didi, uh, the one that's not Benardi in the room, the twin walks up and kisses the other side of his face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what my question is, uh, as a, if you were a twin, why would you allow such a thing? Why would you participate in this relationship? Have you not seen pornography? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. Uh, well, first off, I they, liked their early work. They weren't twins. They uh, they, they were sisters. They're sisters. Right. Um, they looked alike. Tiny but not bit the better. Same. It's still yeah. weird. You don't break up weird. a set. <laughs> and he said it was not his, right to break up a set. That's his logic behind yeah. why this happened. But as the yeah, he I guess two, I just never. He had two beautiful salt shakers. <laughs> he didn't want. <laughs> it's like up. when you pass the salt and the pepper at a dinner, you're supposed to pass them together always. They're never supposed to be. Broken oh, that's out. actually a really good answer. That's a good. Me- Chris, you're a twin. I am. I'm not even going to ask. No. As, no. <laughs> no, that is offensive that you would even consider not. Yeah, did, your, you, did your, you guys not know that I'm dating both Chris and Jess? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Have your, has your set ever been broken up? You wouldn't want that, right? I'd no, I prefer set. my set very broken up. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's just like, I don't have a brother, but I would imagine we would not date the same girl. It just seems like you always break a set. Like he just, he used that phrase like it was real. But the actual answer would be you always break up a set. And the you, the yeah. real answer is that Simeon is actually still a virgin. Um, and they just stayed up all night talking. Well, have you seen his room? It looks like a seven-year-old boy, like, painted ocean scenes on the walls. He's got, like, some stars. The top half yeah. of the wall is, like, a photo mural of the Grand Canyon. The bottom half of the wall is, like, hand-painted fish. Yes. That I assume he just did a bunch of not-ecstasy, because there are no drugs, <laughs> and stayed up all night painting Did a bunch fish. of whole wheat bread. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they just played Boggle yeah. for the evening. Well, then, then you wouldn't want to break up the sisters. It'd be really mean to be like, no, I'm only playing Boggle with your younger sister. It's so much better with three people. Wait, way, way better. Way better. <laughs> boggle, that is. Boggle. Yeah, we're definitely still talking about Boggle, you guys. <laughs> oh, they boggled all night. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Got some stub in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. If the tray full of letters is a, is a rockin', I ain't, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to bail on that one. Uh, Tanya, do you have a question? I do. Um, I want to know... So. After TJ loses his hands, he tries to connect physically with his lady, the original brown-haired lady, Mm -hmm. Lisa. 
Uh, and that doesn't go great because she's not into rubber hands caressing her Mm-mm. body. No. Um, and then when he well, she flinches briefly. She doesn't even really pull away. Yeah. I, she I think kind she's... of is like, oh, what was that? But TJ's super offended is, by her. Flinch. It's the wrong reaction yeah. to have at I that just, moment. I feel like at the hospital there should have been some sort of pamphlet like, so your boyfriend doesn't have hands anymore. <laughs> and like the first thing would be to be like, try not to act viscerally disgusted. <laughs> When they come anywhere near you, because that's just not going to work out great. Uh, but that aside, so then he and Christina Applegate fall in love, mm-hmm. and then they're just like making out and cuts to like curtains in the breeze. And there's no like, so how are we going to do this? Or like any, like there's no like logistical discussion. There's also no discussion of like, are you horrified by my handless existence? Like everything is just completely fine. How did that just work out so well? Well, by the time uh, he and Christina Applegate make love, uh, he has <laughs> robot hands. So oh. those are probably so much more pleasant. <laughs> Wait, you're than not gonna say ones. you're not gonna say he wrote a song that he could play on her body, are you? <laughs> <laughs> or I wish. Geek, Geek has the he gives him the milkshake maker attachment. Right? Yeah, why oh was that? God, is this movie like... is called Vibrations. You think uh. maybe? Oh. Oh no! <laughs> not the milkshake maker. Not the milkshake maker. <laughs> that sounds like, like what you were suggesting. Was what? He just, just put her through the beaters, and she was feeling. I great. wrote a song for my hands called "The Night of a Thousand Sighs." <laughs> oh God! Bad. Mostly, I would just think he should just wear mittens because I just the roughness of the robots yeah, was like my issue sharp, on her back. Finished like hand welded edges, <laughs> made like of the... calculator parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, welding and calculator parts. I think Anamika was just more open-minded than fake April O'Neil. Yeah. That's, sure. Well, sure, certainly that. Yeah, I guess so. I still, I mean, I have concerns about the hands in their, like, roughness, and then also, like... Where know, they've been. Maybe, maybe he's stuff. just a very... He just has the perfect excuse to be a very lazy lover. It's mm. like, I'm just going to lay here. You figure everything out. <laughs> you do the rest. Yeah. You wouldn't want me to touch with my robot hands. Let's just. Uh... It's like that Pointer Sister song. I want a man with a slow, cold metal hand. The following behind-the-scenes look at Read It and Weep was brought to you by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, we sell everything that's physically possible. Chris and Tanya, you seem really different from the last time I saw you in person. And Mike, Tanya, I don't actually, I've never met you before, but you you could be different than the same, but it just seems, I don't know, is, is something up? Well, man, it's been a tough couple of months. Yeah, we've all gone through some changes. I used to be much better looking. I don't feel any different. What What happened to you guys? Well, dude, don't you remember we got in this really bizarre car accident? We did? Oh, no. That's that's awful. Yeah, we were driving on this mountain road, and then some rednecks attacked us. With a concrete pump truck. It was terrible. I used to play minor league baseball. I was a catcher. But then the pump truck crushed my knees, and I had to quit. Then I bought some robot knees from read-weep.com slash Amazon. Oh, that does explain your bulgy pants. I used to be a professional motivational hot coal walker, but the pump took off my foot calluses. Fortunately, I got robot calluses put on, and now I can walk across anything. It's coming back to me now. And Alex, uh, I used to be really great at Eskimo kisses. I can vouch for that. Me too. 
Yeah. Anyway, the pump truck took off my nose, but then I got a robot schnoz from read-weep.com slash Amazon and went on an Alaskan state fair tour of all the kissing booths. So what happened to Ksenia? Was she unhurt? Sadly, no. She got it worst of all. What happened to me? You lost your ability to act. We replaced it with a robot acting ability, and that's not doing great. But I feel normal. I love you. I love... Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon, and you can buy anything that's physically possible. And a portion of your proceeds go to your favorite podcast. I do not understand. I am killing it at acting right now. All right, you guys. So for our next segment, really quick, we have time uh, for one more thing. And here's what I want to do. I'm going to call this game Play the Hero. And what I want is, I was thinking, there's a lot more you could do with robot hands than just play piano at raves. Like, program robot hands and a milkshake are all we see, and then we apparently there's some sex attachments we didn't really talk about. Love making. Yeah, yeah. so besides, besides uh, playing piano and being a terrible lover, there are other uses for a genius in a robot hand. And so I was wondering, like, what other subcultures would you want to infiltrate Ooh. If you were part cyborg. Oh, okay, this isn't really a subculture, but okay. the subculture of people who put together IKEA furniture. Because then you could have your robot hand be like a power Allen wrench or like. And you, you download know, the directions. Little, yeah, exactly. Into your hands. You just program it, and then it would, pro- it would do the screwdriver part. It would uh, stick those little things into the other things that just don't want to go. Oh, the dowels? Um, yeah, the dowels. Yeah. yeah, no, it'd be great. And so I don't know if it's a subculture, but I would kick some ass at that with robot hands. I would love that little animated guy at the beginning of IKEA Instructions who's always like, I'm confused, so I called a big IKEA. Um, I would like him also having giant robot hands in that where he was like, my hands did it all. I didn't call anybody. Yeah. <laughs> but I still don't have a neck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll never have a neck. <laughs> We could give him also a robot neck. Oh, this, we have so many options for him. Oh, and then you could see over crowds as you go, like, ratchet up like yeah. Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, yeah. I was going to say, this is basically Inspector Gadget, you guys. Yeah. I kind of like the Inspector Gadgetness. I actually wish that now he had lost his arms from the elbow down so he could have them do even more of the work. Because, like, he still has to move to the thing that his hands will do for the mm. IKEA furniture. But if it was elbows, they would just do all of the things. Well, he'd still have to move like... his shoulders. I mean, like, at a certain point, you're just, just asking make to him be a, a robot. robot. <laughs> Let's get rid of TJ entirely. Yeah. Okay, what else can we do? With what other games? subcultures would you want to infiltrate? Again, not really a subculture, but I feel like he'd be a great villain. That's easy, right? Sure. I mean, mostly because we started talking about Inspector Gadget, and then I just pictured him stroking a cat with his robot hands. Well, actually, one of the things that I think... Because he, he, he went to being uh, an alcoholic and a sad guy, but he also didn't tell his dad he was alive and playing in a band again. He didn't tell his girlfriend he was alive. Yeah. He was kind of a gigantic douche mm. that way, that he never... You don't think you're, you're think making a face? Was, well, no, no, no. I think he was. I think he was dealing with some self pity, and he and and the fact that he didn't tell anybody what even had happened that night. It sounded like he was very like traumatized and. Yes, I agree with that, and I understand the part himself. where he was like sleeping in people's bathtubs. But there was a long time between when he learned he could play piano while he's like composing songs and practicing and going to the rave and getting ready for the tour. At any point, he could have texted dad. Not yet. He could have given Dad a call on his landline <laughs> and been like, hey, Pops, still alive, just thought you should know. 
uh, just seems like there's a lot of time where he could have let everybody know he was not dead. That would have been so much easier on everybody. Even the way that he reveals to his dad that he's still alive sort of is so move. ridiculous. Yeah, what does he do? He's in town, and so he turns up the stereo in his hotel room, and his dad shows up. So that someone will file a noise complaint. And then so the only noise complaint cop. <laughs> you guys, I really wish this movie had been called Noise Complaint. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that is uh, followed by a really great moment um, where he kind of quickly tells his dad, you know, I'm a musician now. I'm here on I've tour. i pre-programmed robot hands. Yeah, and his dad has this great response where he's like, well... I gotta hear more about that. Sorry, what's this the... I gotta see. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like that's the audience response, even though we have seen it. We're still like, ah, I gotta see that. <laughs> I think that's the thing that forgave him of everything. Like if he'd been like, "Sorry, I didn't call you, Dad. I uh, just got a job making coffee, and it's hard, uh, but I'm doing all right." And his dad would've been like. Well, that's all right. Why didn't you call me earlier? But he's like, well, I'm a robot musician. Dad was like, okay, son, you're always getting ideas. I love it. Dad is oddly supportive of his, like, long departures and Uh his weird musical career. Really, his whole, yeah, there's nothing he's done that his dad isn't like, all right, I'm pretty into this. Yes, dad is such a nice guy. He really is. Dad is is really great. He's the one actual actor in this movie, I think. Yeah. yeah. I thought the, uh, what about the pervert who worked in the music place? Wasn't he in a bunch of stuff? That guy did look familiar. Was he in Ghost or something? Couldn't tell you. Mm. I don't remember his name now. Uh, but anyway, I've seen him before. Maybe he's always just a pervy boss. That's yeah. his typecast. I think the uh, going back to my question. I think the uh, the thing that I the, the subculture I would want to infiltrate would be Girl Scout camp uh, because n- who's the pervert now? Relax, relax. <laughs> Let me finish. But I'd have stronger hands. Yeah, we don't want to let you finish, Alex. (laughs) I've always been really impressed by those. You'll go to jail. Let me finish. (laughs) I've always been really impressed by those lanyards that they knit. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I can teach you how to make that. I've tried several (laughs) times. It's so hard. But if I could program it in my hands, I could just make lanyards so fast. Yeah. Wow. Um, a subculture that I would like to infiltrate is miming. Pervert. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because uh, that would be so much mime. easier with a robot hands. Yeah, <laughs> he could take a nap and his hands would just mime for him. Pre-programmed invisible box. Exactly. <laughs> you it could comes... program in the dimensions of it exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you just type in the dimensions of his, uh, how strong the opposing <laughs> team is at your tug of war. Yeah. yeah. I think I misunderstood the question because the first and only thing I thought of was is Ku Klux Klan still a subculture? Oh god. Cuz I would definitely smash them all. Oh. oh. You want With you robot hands? Infiltrate and destroy. You thought that was going to come out as a white supremacist. <laughs> it's kind of a weird time to make this announcement, man. And conveniently though, these raves that we see in the movie double as white supremacy ra- rallies. Very few there, people of color. There is almost mm-hmm. no one who is not white. The one non-white performer yeah. is a black artist on stage wearing a t-shirt that says white, white boy. boy. <laughs> I, and he's from Europe. The, trying these to fit are in. crazy white rallies. Yeah. They and keep I think raising you should be their hands. People. And so, his song was just, I am free, 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 free. So do you think was like, he was... I loved that. Do you think that his whole <laughs> move was song. like, if I just put it on the t-shirt, they won't notice? <laughs> <laughs> He was just infiltrating them. It was a white T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember All that? Right, Chinaberry catalog. Things. Yeah. <laughs> what? Anyway, I would infiltrate and then destroy the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. You nice. misunderstand, I think, because I I did not mean for you to kill anybody. But I at least you're using that power for good. Yeah. 
the destroy part I hadn't mentioned. Yeah. I think I'd like, you know, take that not to a people destroying way, but like animals. (laughs) (laughs) Did Chris mention he's an animal torturer? It's a weird time. He's going to destroy a a lot of elk (laughs) with robot hands. Never mind. (laughs) That's better. I hate the elk. All right, you guys, it's time for one more compliment, uh, so we're going to go in the reverse order. This is our minor compliment, which means, Matt, yeah, get out your notes. You are first in the minor compliment. What's the last nice thing you get to say on our show about vibrations, a.k.a. Cyberstorm? <laughs> cyberstorm. We'll just take out the part of the silence and continue giggling in our own notes. Storm. What's the cyber part of Cyberstorm? Cyberstorm. Well, yeah, because it's... What's the storm really... part? <laughs> I mean, really? I, I mean, this, it's not really connected to the web, right? They're just otherwise, like someone could hack into your hands and play songs for you, which you don't want. Uh, <laughs> just like run around squeezing people. <laughs> well, no, you could control not running around. That's still up to you. <laughs> I guess that's. But if true. you were already running around, they could cause you to squeeze people. Matt, what's your minor compliment? Uh, so, I really like the design of. Cyberstorm suit. Mm. Um, it's a. Mm. I mean, we know that his landlady Zima has this metalworking skill, but we don't see her doing anything of this kind of detail or scale. And so, uh, to know that she, you know, put this together is very impressive. It's kind of a, a weirdly uh, bulbous metal human exoskeleton. Uh-huh. Kind of looks like RoboCop got into that machine in the fly, but the fly <laughs> also got in with him, and they yeah. just merged into this sort of. Bug-like ro- roman costume, yeah. uh, and I also like so that's the that's the like the shielding outer part. Inside that, he's got a belt that connects to the hands, and then it's got this ribbon cable, you know, like like you would have in a in a PC connecting. Yes, the, you know the various parts right, inside right. there. Um, and I like how you gestured at me, you know, like a PC, yeah, like a like your... you, the nerd of yeah, <laughs> the PC nerd. Yes, uh, and I like that the the ribbon cable goes up and over his shoulders. Like, yeah, he's wearing those suspenders. like rainbow suspenders. Yeah, yeah. it's very nerdcore, and I like it a lot. I want to just compliment you really fast on your ability to uh, give generously of thought to people in the movies, because I would have said I would, the same thing. I would have phrased, you know, we never really saw her do anything of that detail. So maybe this is bullshit. And you were like, it's just really impressive that she like rose above that level. Also, I feel like at some point someone has to say, like, her name is Zima. Like guys, the drink. Like the drink. <laughs> and also, like, like the drink. Like the second half of the medicine. Not Zima. Or what? What Zima? Emphysema? Emph- the the disease. Emphysema. Oh, that was like the medicine. <laughs> what is, what's, isn't Noxzema a thing? That's it's a like face a, wash. It's, it's okay. A, yeah. Although very 90s. Yeah. <laughs> As is Zima. Yeah. The second half of a lot. Maybe it's just apostrophe Zima and her real name is Eczema. <laughs> I don't Why? <laughs> Why are you so mean to this woman? <laughs> Zima. I, I didn't mean She has her. no interesting schlongs on the horizon <laughs> and now you're going to talk to her about that? Except that then, what did we think about that kiss between her and Mr. Horny? Which is what I'm calling <laughs> I thought she took it rather well. Please, my father was Mr. Horny. <laughs> Mr. Horny is retired and lives in Florida. <laughs> but what did we think? He did finally think kissed her on the mouth, and on she was mouth. like... And they seemed kind of... I don't know. She was like, I don't know, Meh. 
Cool. I, I just I, like she wasn't furious. I guess she kind of went like, "Oh, that raps, rascal!" She didn't like punch him in the nose. I really was like, maybe that's the kiss that changes everything, but we'll never know. I so do you want them to end up together? I just bit. want him not to be with the sisters because that's so gross. Oh, he moved on from them immediately. Yeah, he had that yeah. other woman the there next day. There was a brunette day. later on. Yes. Yeah. I guess I thought that they should get together. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my private should. theory. I like it. She's she's good at metalwork, and he's good at being horny in a group of people. And sure. that's a great pair. But and then not she loses, paying his rent in yeah, full. She loses a rent payer and maybe has to Gains lose the apartment an building. Interesting schlong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the trade off. She can or, just tell the bank that. I mean, you can just pay her with their money once they're once they're together. Yeah. It's not that bad. Okay. She didn't lose anything. I just feel like he's not going to chip in. He barely pays her rent now. Right. When he's legally obligated to. Right. Uh, I, I like Shalanas can't buy me mortgage payments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old chestnut! But maybe if he's less busy slinging it out, slinging it out both pant legs every night, he can then <laughs> like what? <laughs> Wait a second! <laughs> what is the it in that story? <laughs> How short are his pants and or long? <laughs> and why would he? Why would he not just pick a side and stay with it? That's not interesting. Does it seem like he picks a side? I don't... <laughs> you, you said that like you always say that, and I've never heard that. You can't break a set, Alex. <laughs> How's it hanging? Oh, just slinging out, out sides. sides of my pants? <laughs> you know, a fan uh, of the, a friend of the show let us know that, uh, reminded us from TMNT, that turtles have two penises. They do? Bifurcated schlong? Yeah. Is that a Barbara Streisand movie? The, the turtle has two penises? <laughs> Yeah. Funny girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was just going to say, if he yeah. was less busy being promiscuous, maybe he could make some money. Let's go back to the other one. Let's <laughs> stick with the two pants thing. Uh, yeah, right. Once he settles down, he has all kinds of time to make money. So I think sure. that's great. Also, yeah. apparently he's a great DJ. Well, I think he's better at describing what a DJ is doing. Maybe he's like... He could write that down and be like DJ for the deaf, where he like takes you on the journey the DJ would have taken you on. <laughs> There's a lot of options. This is a great idea I just came up with. You could be a really good interpreter. I know that's that's not like... Sign language interpreter. You're going to infiltrate the the, uh, high-paying world of sign language interpreters? Exactly. That would be pretty good, because one of the things that happens is normally you have to listen and then interpret, Mm -hmm. but if it was Mm -hmm. programmed in... Yeah, just program that speech right in there. That's my subculture now. (laughs) (laughs) Forget the KKK. I want sign language interpreters. I want to help deaf people. I saw a uh, Book of Mormon with a sign language interpreter, mm-hmm. and by far the best part was uh, on the uh, the "fuck you God" song, watching them interpret oh. that over and over and over, over again. And over. It was pretty delightful. That's wow. that's a good time. Uh, what have we done? What have we gone through? Just at the one. These are supposed to be minor, Matt. Keep it, keep it in your in both pant legs. Ksenia, <laughs> uh, what is your minor compliment? Well, I I just feel like this movie really gets to the core of. Uh, what I love about Matt. Wow. Wow. What I love about <laughs> <laughs> bad movies, especially, it's Ooh. just like when they take on a topic that's just way too big for them. And this one takes on so many. It's everything from like handicapness, handicapability. Nope. Yep. Handy. Yeah. Handicapable. Yeah. Handicapability. Uh, disability like, rights uh, disability rights alcoholism which by the way gets solved after like one night of sweating and then it never touches the stuff again 
That night ship has sailed. Um, <laughs> what it means to be part of Generation X, uh-huh. uh, sexual harassment, yeah. revenge, music. There's just like so much packed into that one movie. The dangers of construction equipment in the wrong hands. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the, all this, the construction sites around New York say like if you see unsafe work conditions, dial three one one. I don't know yeah. if you guys have noticed that. Uh, uh, this is why you have to do that because otherwise someone will take your fucking hands. <laughs> I really, that. yeah. I feel like also falling asleep after sex is a thing you should never. Oh do. my god, yeah. Set an alarm if yeah. you're taking an afternoon sleep. That yeah. is a good bit of advice. If it's the one show, the biggest thing you've ever done in your entire life, maybe don't nap right ahead of it. Yeah. Okay. Quick aside about that sex scene. She brings up the fact that she wants him to use a condom. Yes. She's like, do you have protection? He's like, oh, you mean like a forty-five or a... a 38 uh, or a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> right, right. And, and they just kind of him. giggle. And, and then she asks again, right? She yeah. says, no, I mean a condom. And, <laughs> and then continue to have sex, which to me sort of suggested that there would be a baby later in the movie. <laughs> a row baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Half baby, but half. that did not happen. Actually, uh, half a, adult robot. One of the things I noticed about <laughs> just a baby born with one robot hand because it's half of his DNA. I uh, one of the things that I noticed about that though was that a whole con- that whole condom conversation was all done in in post. Yeah, yeah. it was all voiceover. And you never saw their mouths move, which made me think they just did the sex scene, and then somebody later was like, maybe we should have them use condoms. Or discuss it and then not use them or something. They made an interesting decision afterwards to make it safer sex. The initial conversation was just, let's do it. We don't need any protection. Let's <laughs> right. be unsafe. I'm not going to shoot anybody. This is weird. I think we're good. I, yeah. May, yeah, this is a place where my sense of humor ends, which is like, if you're talking to a guy and you're like, we need to use protection, and he makes that gun joke, you don't get to have sex anymore. That guy's ruined his chance for sex tonight. It's yeah. not a good joke. And also, this is a time when you should just say, yes, I have a condom. Yeah. Right? That's, that's a lady boner killer, I think. I think so. Also, if you really had a 38 and a 44 on a sawed-off shotgun, where are you carrying them? You're naked. Yeah. Right? He's just wearing a tight t-shirt and a vest <laughs> at that point. Just, and, and just huge uh, just sidearms all over him. That, that seems... explains the bulgy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not fully. All right. Continuing back, uh, we are at Chris. Oh, did we do a nort? We went in a circle? Sort of. No. I, oh, no, Tanya was first. We oh, yeah. Chris. Yes. Minor compliment to me. Uh, so uh, before I've commented on TJ's looks, that was my major compliment. Uh-huh. And I do want to add, of course, that uh, this movie does the thing where as he gets more homeless and more disheveled, his hair changes from curly to straight. Right. As we discussed. And his mullet gets even more awesome. Yes. And I loved it. <laughs> So wow. you, that was so. This is your minor. You said we before we talked about his looks, and now I'm going to also also talk about this. his looks. Well, and the <laughs> other thing, great bait and switch. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. If I have to say one other thing, it's that uh, in the in the 90s, it was clearly before the advent of like men carrying bags for things. So everything he carried had to be in a pocket or just in his hands. So at one point, he's carrying. Uh, I think a t-shirt or a book or something like that. And he has to carry it in the crook of his arm. So everything he carries has to be with T-Rex arms. Yeah. And, uh, that's an interesting way to go. And I thought <laughs> he also had a little like handkerchief with, uh, a razor. Yeah. Um, and like maybe toothbrush or something. And I don't know if you caught this scene. Um, but Christina Applegate tells him, well, if you want to shave, your stuff is right there. He always has smooth skin. The smoothest. I- he has oh. the smoothest skin I've ever seen. 
Like, like yeah. there's oh. never a five o'clock shadow. Nothing. Ever touched. I'm looking around this Whoa. room, <laughs> and even of the ladies, he has smoother skin. It is incredible. Yeah, the most smooth out. homeless man I've ever seen. Got yeah. a real five o'clock shadow problem. And over the here. movie makes well, like you've got you've done that that just that handsome just like trimmed look. You you, you I like could, it. Yeah. You know that like, it's very it's very in right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was really just going to pair it back. I'm like, yeah, I love that trimmed look. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, it feels so good. But the movie really emphasizes that shaving kit. Like, she points it out. It even zooms yeah, in it on zooms it in at on one it. point. Yeah. It's like, and it does. It looks like a peek inside, like a tiny bit. He never has to use it. Now he can switch to electric <laughs> with the robot oh. hands. Oh. He can make him a little Norelco, like, chunk, And then he's... And then his palm on his other hand could have a cleaning attachment. And then he could just put his hands together when he was done. Yeah. Mm. Cleaning electric razor is kind of a pain. It is. It's weird to build a whole attachment for that. That's how they make the money. Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> that's where they. That's where they really get you. Yeah. Uh, the robot hands are free, but the accessories will cost you. <laughs> yeah, Geek has the long term for this guy. He's making all kinds of money off him. Uh, my minor compliment is, I. This is very minor, uh, but I love custom foam cut carrying cases for things and he when he goes to play the big show he opens up like a four foot long metal case and then it opens up (laughs) and it's all foam and there are two robot hands resting in perfect custom cut foam for those hands he has a huge case that are just perfect for his robot hands he could have used like a small satchel like he could have, he could have, I mean, but I love custom cut foam. I would my love one to complaint have... about that is that there was no dry ice inside. There yeah, really should oh, have been yeah, some sure, low sure. hanging steam coming. I out even of said, but that didn't happen. That should have happened. Uh, but also, I w- like you could have all of his accessories lined out, laid out in custom cut foam case. Ah, oh, be beautiful. I love it. And <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's also, I mean, that's also a sign that they put some effort into making this movie, right? Like he could have just had the hands out or on a table or something. Yeah, yeah, they like, showed it. Yeah. They actually spent time and effort and money to Cinema make a Verite. prop case for these robo hands. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Although, cool. yeah he was... wasn't going to just stash those in the bindle with the shaving cream and the, <laughs> and the razor. Yeah, um, but I think this movie, that suggests to me that this movie had the support of some of the raver culture at the time because the type of box that they use for that is called a coffin box, and that typically holds two turntables and a mixer in between. It's that oh. size. Oh. And so they use that. I bet they had somebody who was making them cases, and they're like, hey, just make a, another one and you know, foam it up. Can you just throw me a, uh, can you just grab me a case for robot hands? Can you just make me one of those? You yeah. know, just, uh, just something off the shelf. And just like some coffin box. So he has this box that it's carrying two pounds of gear, and the box itself is probably. 20 pounds, you know, but I like that impressive. you know all of that. Yeah. Chris Smith, not just strangling elk. Yeah, right. <laughs> also deep in raver culture. Deep, deep in raver culture. Chris, are you going to take that pacifier out of your mouth at any point? <laughs> no, no, not till you trade it for some ecstasy. <laughs> Tanya, minor compliment. Um, I think this overlaps a little bit with what Ksenia was saying about the multiplicity of topics that happen yeah. within this film. Oh, overlap. <laughs> what? It's like almost holding hands. Robot hands. Robot hands overlapping. My hands were not programmed to love. <laughs> You're holding hands to them and it's just playing the nocturnes. Just chunk, 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 playing. Really. Anyway, go, go. <laughs> Compliment. Um, so I, I was really entertained by their like table, their dinner table discussion of Generation X. Oh, boy. And just like, and at one point, the, I think, I want to say it was Christina Applegate's character says like, 
Generation X is the generation without a name or something like that. Yeah, Doesn't yeah, she yeah. say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is weird. We have she just, no war. We have no purpose. Yeah. We have unifying event. Nothing yeah. new to invent. It's like, just wait five years, dude. Yeah, it was like, yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got your wars covered. Hang on. Yeah, you just hold on there for a moment. Buckle up. Yeah, but I just, I was really amused that she's like, this is the name that we've been given, Generation X, and we don't have a name. I, I was like, all right. I, I see you. I thought barely. that was really interesting because I did not know that X stood for we can't name this because Y is just the next letter, so I assumed the generation before X was whatever it becomes. Oh, I only yeah. know the alphabet in one direction. Um, <laughs> and you were like, baby boomers was before the alphabet was ever a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like baby boomers and then generation A through a. X, and it was just a lot of them. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't realize that that's what that meant. Also, can we solve for generation X? What does that give us? I mean, has this not already been like an Atlantic magazine cover? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. That is it for our show, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, We will be back in next week. Next week, we are talking about NCIS. We New had, Orleans or LA or original series OG OS. I know OG. there's a lot of them. Well, I, I'm assuming OG, but I ha- we haven't actually decided on the episodes yet because we're going to let our special guest decide. So we have uh, our guest next week. I'll just take this out if she cancels on us. Do I want to? Do I want to spoil it? Chris, you give me a weird look. I'm giving you the yeah. Why not? Okay, so our guest next week uh, is uh, is Jackie Cation from the Dork Forest, and she who is just I think is the coolest person ever, um, top six. Sorry guys. Anyway, um, she's great. Uh, anyway, so she and she she loves NCIS, and she's having trouble deciding because she only watches. I asked her which episodes, and she was like, "Whatever's on USA." So. That's her, she doesn't watch them in order. She just likes to watch whatever's on her hotel TV. So I don't know if we can do that the same way. We'll see. Anyway, we'll, we'll be watching some NCIS, and she'll pick us some episodes. That's coming up next week. Very exciting. And if that doesn't happen, man, I sound dumb right now. Uh, that's coming up next week. Uh, let's uh, Thank you for being here as always, Chris and Tanya. Thanks for hosting us. Thanks for letting us set up all this equipment in your house. Yeah, yeah. Woo! And uh, let's do Bonnie and Maude first. Thanks. Uh, so tell, uh, remind everybody about Bonnie and Maude. Bonnie and Maud is a femme-centric film podcast uh, that I co-host with Eleanor Kagan. You can find out about us and listen to episodes at bonnieandmaud.com. Thanks, Kenny. And then, Matt, tell us about I Love Bad Movies. Uh, I Love Bad Movies is a zine uh, all about great bad films. Uh, each of the Read and Weep uh, hosts has, has been an issue, right? Yeah, well, Ez and I wrote one together, and then Ez and Chris wrote one together, so he's always the center of our Venn diagram. Yeah, you guys yeah. wrote about... Uh, Troll, Troll 2, two. yeah. And then yeah. Uh, Chris and Ezra wrote about Redemic that's in the right. latest issue, the food issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's out now. You can find issues at ilovebadmovies.com. And we also run the Brooklyn Zine Fest uh, every year in April. So check that you out. created a whole fest to sell area. your zine. Yeah, basically. It's just us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went. It was it was really cool. I, I've, I've gone many, many times to the Portland Zine Symposium. Uh, so I can imagine only the, the, the Brooklyn's would be that much better. And how fun it would be. I don't want to say that. That seems... I've never been to the Portland one. I would love to go sometime. It's, it's delightful. Anyway, I've gone to zine symposiums and have quite enjoyed them. So I think you should, you guys should totally go next, probably April-ish. Yeah? And I love badmovies.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, make sure to sign up for the mailing list. Read-weep.com. Do that now. We'll be back for more next week. Goodbye. Uh, Are you stubbed? <laughs> <laughs> I know I am. Nothing from nothing. 
here for reference is the musical theme from the hit film Vibrations. Chris, did I miss any parts? Nope, that was all the parts. <laughs> Perfect.